All right, welcome back to another podcast. I am super jazzed on this topic today. This is something that's been um, on my mind. I mean, obviously this is like, I'm always thinking about stuff, but this is one that's been especially interesting to think through. Um, today I want to talk about emotional hangups. I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep some short and sweet. The last two have been pretty lengthy. Um, I'm going to talk about the emotional hangups that are kind of controlling our lives. So first of all, and I've, I'll say this a thousand times, but I believe that everything that we want in life, all we have to do is deal with what's inside ourselves and everything on the outside will just naturally occur. And that might seem fantastical to some people, but I really do believe that. <clears throat> I really believe that as we as we heal what's broken on the inside, it just creates kind of like this, it's like we become a magnet for what we're looking for. For example, I mean, and, and this is a very practical example, right? Um, the, the, the number one problem with finding, you know, I guess dating generally, let's say, dating relationships, um, especially romantic relationships, is neediness. That's what really is going to, is going to really repulse the opposite sex. Like nothing else quite will do it quite like that. Whenever you sense that someone's needy, you automatically put them in the category of like, hey, this is just not someone that I can like, we, we automatically put them in this category of like, oh, I don't know if, if they're that needy, then that means they're probably not a good deal or whatever, right? For whatever reason, we just, we as human beings, we don't, we don't, it's not attractive to us. Now, what causes neediness? Neediness is caused by a lot of emotional hangups. It's caused by a lot of believing that the opposite, you know, that, that a romantic relationship is going to fix your life. It's the most common mistake, right? Is that we think, oh, when I, when I finally get a raise, then I'll be happy. When I finally get a girlfriend, then I'll be happy. When I finally, you know, get a boyfriend, then I'll be happy. When I finally get married, then I'll be happy. Like we think that way so frequently that we do is we create these, we create this, we create this huge neediness. So what it is, is that we meet somebody who go, oh man, Maybe this is maybe this is the one that's gonna solve my problems. Maybe like you ladies out there meet a guy and go, oh geez, maybe he's gonna like fix all the things that are wrong with me, right? Somehow by me dating him, I'll be happy and everything's gonna be wonderful. A, that's delusional. Um, in the sense that anyone could ever actually make you happy, because that's a decision you have to make. But B, what it does is it creates this this super hunger, and then you're like, whoa, this lady is like desperate, like because you're you're way too quick to agree to any time with him, like. You're pushing the relationship forward as fast as you can. Now, why is it when girls play the game it's attractive? It's because it's an illusion. We're like, oh, like she's not needy. The thing about it is a lot of girls that are super needy play the game as well. They purposely don't text back after a certain amount of time. They purposely say no to dates. Like they create this hunger, increasing the neediness in the opposite person. What often ends up though is you get two needy people coming together in a relationship, and that's it. Not a good combo. Um now, so you look at money as another example. With money, we have this exact same thing. Often we're so hungry for money that, and we hold on to money so tightly that more can't flow into our life. So somebody who's going, oh man, like I, I can't invest $100 a month in the stock market because I, just, I need that money. Like I, you know, and they, they get this like super scarcity mentality and they've got a lot of fear involved. And what if I need that? What if something comes up? What if this? What if that? And often they will actually go and spend money on comfort food and they'll buy things because it makes them feel good. They'll go buy junk just because it makes them feel good. Um, and it somehow removes that fear you know, in a weird way, right? Um, often the best thing to do 
to make money, I think, is to give. It's super counterintuitive, but it reverses that polarity. It, it heals what's on the inside. When you're giving, what you're saying is, hey, money's like air. I give it out. It comes back into me. It's not, a, I, I don't run out. My dad made, made a great point. It's like in, in the Western world, is like, you know, we don't think about food very much. Like nobody really wakes up and says, man, I hope I can eat today. Not, not in the U.S. anyways, right? That's, that's because we just, we just know that it always is going to show up. Now, what if you thought that way about money? What if every day we just kind of woke up and said, hey, I don't know where the money's going to come from, but it's going to happen. The funny thing about that is that that actually creates a healthy energy. You don't, you don't walk around with fear. And I'm personally, I'm a believer that you can become a magnet for wealth. You can flip some things inside your heart, inside your emotions, and everything becomes attracted to you. Um, and I've seen this in many ways. I've got a long ways to go on this, sure, but I've seen this in many different elements of my life where, I'm like, where I, I removed that scarcity. I dealt with what was going on, on the inside, and it healed what was going on on the outside. So let's look for let's look at another example. This is maybe like a more recent example. So let's say that you have this this insane fear about a relationship. What you do is you go inside and you figure out what am I hoping to gain from this. You figure out what's going outside. You figure out what's hungering. You might find, oh, wow, it's because I didn't feel like I got enough love from my parents. It's because my last relationship, this happened. It's because last time I was vulnerable, this happened. Like, Start digging through those emotions. Figure out what's going on on the inside. As you begin to make sense, you don't have to even like, it's. there's no fancy techniques. It's just being aware of it. Be aware that maybe what you're feeling is not entirely accurate and everything will change. In the sense that often we, we create this super high neediness and then we actually analyze and go, wait, is that is that why I'm so needy? Is because... I'm worried about X, Y, Z. Like, that's not a real fear. Most of our fears are not real. And once we actually confront them, look at them as they are, and find peace with them, immediately all that nasty just flows out of us. And then we can, we can become, we don't, we don't screw up opportunities. Like, the worst thing ever is, like, in a job interview, when you seem a little too desperate for that job, it comes across a little weird. But if you seem confident and assured and, and stable, you, you're just a way better candidate. Um, in relationships, exact same way. For me, when a girl is seems super needy to me, I'm going, ooh, something here is not right. But if she seems very much like she's like, you know what? I'm happy as I am. I don't need a boyfriend to make me happy, even though I'd love one, but I don't need one. Um, that is very, very attractive because I'm like, ah, oh, she's got everything going, you know, everything's working on working internally. Like, and by the same same token, whenever I whenever I'm needy around women, huge turnoff. Whenever I'm, I'm confident, I'm stable, it's the exact opposite. So those are some thoughts for the day. Um, whatever you're struggling with, dig inside the emotions of it. Figure out what's going on on the inside. And once you heal that, you'll find that things will flow very naturally. So we'll talk to you on the next episode. Best of luck, everyone.